Welcome to the Careers, Employability and Skills podcast from Queen's University Belfast. This episode was recorded during an information session on the Study USA programme and was hosted by our Global Opportunities Officer, Conleth Burns, with guest speakers including Daniel Lowe from the British Council and past participants from Queen's University Belfast. Hello everyone um, and thanks for coming along to the, the Study USA information session. Uh, my name is Conniff and I work in the Global Opportunities team at Queen's. Um, I'm pleased to say that we, ha- I, we have um, Daniel Lowe here from um, British Council who's going to take uh, you through the details of the 21-22 um, Study USA programme. And later on in the presentation, we'll also hear from a couple of students, um, Heather and Scott, um, who were out in the programme last year and hear about their experience. So, um, Daniel, I'll hand over to yourself and let you work away. Thank you, Conleth. Thanks. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. It's great to uh, have you for this presentation. It's going to be a fairly fairly short and speedy Study USA presentation and delighted, as Conleth has mentioned, to have some past participants as well, Scott and Heather. So, we'll get started. Study USA um, is a scholarship that gives you the chance to go to the States for a year, an academic year, and study at a small college or university. You'd be studying business or a mix of business and STEM classes, and we'll touch on that uh, in a few moments. It's, uh, it's funded, it's a generously funded program that's made possible by the Department for the Economy in Northern Ireland, and it's delivered by the British Council. Uh, who I work for in the British Council really is the United Kingdom's international organization for cultural relations and educational opportunities. So this is one of our uh, programs that we deliver. Uh, it's been going for over 25 years and uh, there are uh, several thousand students who've been through the program over those years. Typically there are over 50 places available in a, tip, in a, in a normal year. Uh, the year ahead, I'll say at, at the outset is is, has has that question mark over it with COVID-19. So we're hopeful that everything will be will be possible, but it does depend on uh, travel advice from the FCDO. So Study USA really gives you uh, an international dimension to your studies and makes you more attractive to potential future employers. And it's about giving you the skills that you need to be a leader in the economy of Northern Ireland in the future and that business knowledge that you'll need to do that. And uh, then you can add to that the chance to raise awareness and appreciation of Northern Ireland in the States as well. And that's another one of the aims. We'll do a little bit on eligibility before we go any further, uh, just so that you know whether or not you are uh, likely to be eligible. So um, you need to be in full time study at Queen's and uh, typically you would you would apply during your second year and then participate the following year. And really it is like pressing pause on your degree in your studies at Queen's to do the scholarship. And then when you're coming back, you just pick up where you left off. Uh, so if it was a three year degree, you'd apply in second year, you'd go out and do study USA, you'd come back and go straight into final year. You need to be in good academic standing, and that is uh, to say that you need about a 53% average in your results from first year. And if you haven't participated in any other uh, scholarship program that's funded by the Northern Ireland Executive, then uh, you should you should be eligible. Got a section as on, on on a life as a study USA student, so this should give you an idea, hopefully, of uh, just a feel for 
for what it would be like to go on this program to fly to the States in August. You can see this map shows uh, the colleges and universities that we partner with. And these are ones where students have been placed in recent years. So we work with over 140 colleges across the US. And as you can see, they're, they're all over. They're from Florida to Washington State, uh, up into New England, the Northeast, the South, the Midwest, um, all over the States. And uh, what we'll say is that, that most of these aren't in the major US cities. They're in more rural areas, they're in small towns. Sometimes the towns really are, are, are college towns that are built around the college. Some of them are very rural and they're fairly small colleges as well. So um, less, fewer than, than 2000 students per college would be, would be typical. And out, out of that selection of colleges, then a, a, a number of those will put themselves forward each year to uh, volunteer to host a study USA student. So life at a US college. Because they're, they're small campuses that we work with and have said fewer than 2,000 students would be typical, uh, you'll find they're very closely knit. And, and some of these um, elements are, can be quite different to, to studies at Queen's, and I studied at Queen's myself as well um, when I went on Study USA. But the, those uh, small communities are very, very uh, closely knit. You'll find that there are a host of clubs, societies, and extracurricular activities you can get involved with, keep you busy through the week. Uh, sports are a major part of college uh, life and culture, whether that is um, participating yourself you know, on, on the court or on the pitch, on the field, or uh, just cheering on the college team. It's, it's a major part of, of college life and a big thing to US students. And then you've got dorms as well. So students are living on campus um, and living in residence halls, and you would be living uh, in a residence hall, sharing a dorm with a US student. And that is a big part of the experience as well, and really helps to integrate you uh, into your college or university and make you part of that, and give you a, hopefully a circle of friends and somebody with a car and, and lots of useful things by having a US roommate. Uh, then you would have a full campus meal plan as well. So you'd be having your your meals, you'd be sharing breakfast in the in the dining hall, grabbing dinner with friends uh, later on. And that's another part just of the culture and of the experience that you would have in the meal plan. There's also an emphasis as well on, on giving back. And most students, most US students will be involved in some sort of volunteer work or community work. Uh, during their time as a college student. So that was more of the social side. And I'll say as well, um, it's important to remember, we always say and uh, remind students that the, the uh, minimum legal drinking age in the States is 21. And you'll find actually that, that alcohol isn't, isn't the central part of, of social life in the States. But moving on to more of the academic side, um, there, there's quite a big academic difference as well. And that comes in different, in different ways, but uh, small class sizes are, are a, a major feature that we want to highlight. Uh, this is one of the, the things that the US students are paying uh, big bucks for in their tuition. It's to get a really good ratio of uh, faculty to students. So you may have a class with eight people, six people, eight people, 10 people, 12 people, it could be very normal. So um, depending on, on what subject you're studying in Queens, 
um, it, that could be quite a change from the big lecture hall to the small class setting. Uh, but because of that, you have a, a, a very close relationship with your lecturers, which, with your professors and teachers, and they make themselves available even on a one-to-one -one basis um, with their office hours and are very willing to help you out if you need any uh, assistance on a one-to-one -one basis. Uh, a major element of academics is the fact that it is a continuous assessment model, which is uh, a change, another change to get used to. So that means that you would expect to get um, take-home uh, take exams, class quizzes, pop tests, uh, assignments, and uh, marks for attendance, marks for participation, as well as midterm exams and end-of-term exams. And all of those things would be factoring in to your final grade in that continuous assessment model, and that's something uh, to be prepared for and to get used to when you're out there. One of the great things about Study USA as a scholarship and as a mobility program is how safe uh, a way it is to have an international experience. So um, student support comes at a number of different levels. On one level, Queen's will support you with your application. And um, the British Council will be there to, we will be walking you through the process of applying for insurance, applying for your US visa, for pre-departure day before you fly off to the States. And when you're there, we're always contactable as well if any issues come up. And that's part of my job, trying to help students through um, the issues that might arise. Um, but also you'll find that as a new international student on campus in the States, you're very well looked after. So you'll have a, an international advisor on campus um, and uh, you'll probably have an international orientation uh, program before you actually start fall semester. And um, you're supported on all those different levels and very well looked after. Just before we hand over to um, hear from Scott and Heather and Conleth, some program requirements. So you'd be doing 15 hours of, of class time per week. Uh, we've mentioned it's a business-based scholarship, so, so you'd be studying um, broadly business-related classes. We'll get on to more of, of what could uh, what could be covered by that in, in a second. Um, or you can you can include some STEM subjects if you're from a STEM discipline, and then you get an elective class, which is a totally free choice each semester as well, so anything on offer. You need to maintain a, a, an academic average of roughly 57%, which is a, a 3.0 GPA in the US system. We ask you to do a number of uh, presentations on Northern Ireland through the year. So those are five ambassadorial presentations. And then by the end of the year, put together a personal development portfolio, which is a written piece and uh, a multimedia video piece as well. And then Queen's would ask you to do a business-related project, and that contributes to um, them awarding you a graduate certificate in American business practice, which is a great thing to have and to have uh, to recognize the year as well. Yeah, so um, thanks, Daniel, for giving us the first part of the presentation there. And we'll go through just a few, um, just a few questions. Um, first of all, Scott and Heather, thanks for coming along. You were out on um, the Study USA program last academic year. Um, I believe you've had a fantastic time, but we'll hear more now. So um, just, I suppose, we'll start with yourself, Heather. Just a quick introduction to yourself, um, your course, year of study, um, 
and where you went to on the programme. Hi everyone, um, my name's Heather. Um, so I'm currently studying law at Queen's. Um, I'm in my final year now. Um, and so I'm from Liverpool originally, so I just came over here to Belfast University. Um, and then over in the USA, I was studying in Washington State in St. Martin's University in Lacey. So it was about an hour away from Seattle um, and it was insane. But I think I was probably one of the furthest away um, out of all of the people placed in the USA. I was probably like the other side of America. But um, yeah, it was a really cool experience. Yeah. And what about yourself, Scott? Uh, so hello everyone, uh, thanks for coming today. My name is Scott McElroy. I'm currently in my final year of studying geography at Queen's and when I was in uh, Study SA I was placed in the Midwest in the state of Iowa uh, in a city called Dubuque and the university was the University of Dubuque. There were about 2,000 students uh, there so a lot smaller than Queen's but honestly it brought a lot of benefits that, that, than you might think so it was a great year. Brilliant. Um, so, I suppose, and Scott, uh, why did you uh, why did you undertake the Study USA program? What what attracted you to it? Well, my so my Study USA experience really began in the first semester of my second year. Uh, I was in the library one night doing some assignments with one of my old housemates uh, who also studied geography, and he told me about this email that our entire year had gotten about uh, the opportunity to study a business course in America. And so I didn't see the email myself at first, but I never really thought about studying abroad. But I'd always wanted to study business alongside my geography degree. And this seemed like a good way to have both by essentially putting my geography degree at Queen's on pause for a year and then going to study business management in America for my third year instead. Um, and it would also have given me the chance to meet a lot of new people and experience what American college would be like in real life. Um, so I've always been trying to enhance my CV as well. So it was really a big combination of all those things that I just wanted to apply for it. And it was a brilliant experience. So brilliant. Um, so basically for me, I really honestly just wanted to extend my studies. Like I really wasn't ready for my degree to be over. Um, I wasn't ready to go into final year. I just wanted to carry on um, with my undergraduate degree. and. I really wanted to gain like a global perspective really. I hadn't, I'd never been to the US before and I really wanted to travel while I was at uni. Um, and I was actually really interested in taking business classes as well. So that was like another bonus for me. Um, and one of my friends had just got back from the Study USA program uh, the previous year and he was studying in Philadelphia, I believe. And so it all kind of like merged together and I was like, oh, I'll just apply for it. And um, yeah, it was kind of, yeah, it worked out for the best. <laughs> yeah, and, and how did you find the application process, um, Heather? Um, so for the application process, it was, um, I believe like there was an online form that you had to fill in initially. Um, and I would just say like to anyone applying, just really um, like convey like your individual personality in the form. It's kind of all about you and your interests and um, kind of just express like who you are and why you want to do the program is different for everyone. But um, I found the application form quite simple. Um, like I knew my motivations and things like that. And then the interview process is like, it, you know, it can be a bit daunting at first, but just be yourself and it's absolutely fine, yeah. Brilliant. Um, so you got onto the program, um, Scott, you got onto the flight and you got over into the US and you arrived at your college what was your first impressions? What were you know? What what stood out for you? 
I mean, the first thing that stood out for me was that uh, the, the college itself would be uh, quite a bit smaller than uh, Queen's. Um, and I noticed that everyone sort of lived on campus as well, which was a bit of a difference because over here, obviously, we usually go, well, typically you either live at home or you're in halls in first year and then you move to more like your residential housing and stuff like that with your friends. But over there, a lot of students are in uh, university accommodation the entire way through their experience. But uh, honestly, it, it was it was brilliant. I mean, it was a, a big thing for me. Um, one of the things I noticed first was the difference in the academic system. Uh, it was almost like going by. So I went to uh, Bangor Grammar School and I'm sure it was the same as every other secondary school where you have a homework diary and you have your homework for classes every day. And whenever in my first week of orientation, we were all handed out a homework diary again, which I hadn't seen since uh, upper sixth. And it was quite strange, but uh, there was a lot more work, but I would say it definitely enhanced my learning experience. And I took a lot more from classes because of that. And so I, I, it really, it wasn't too daunting at all. It was, it was, it was brilliant for me uh, when I first arrived. Sorry, could you just repeat What about your first impressions of when you arrived um, at your university? Um, so I kind of had like a bit of a, um, like a funny experience getting there, like one of my flights, um, you know, typical like <laughs> travel experience got cancelled and things. So I remember I got there really late at night and I was just really like, shocked by how just welcoming everybody was on campus and like it just felt like such a community automatically everyone is just there to help you through it and really make you feel at home and I found like it really strange that like, everyone would just um want to talk to you and like get to know you you were clearly like a new face on campus and it was just really nice and it was lovely having like small classes because you could really like get to know people and obviously having a roommate like it was just very easy to meet people and make friends. Um, so yeah, it was a great first impression for me. <laughs> yeah, and you kind of touched there on, on the small classes, and Scott mentioned as well the um, uh, the you know the kind of the, the, the small campus and all. I suppose how did you, in terms of the academic side of things, how did you um, how how would it compare to Queen's? You know the classes and and the stand the academic standard, Heather. Um, so I found it like I found it very different actually because. Um, studying law at Queen's, like the class sizes are really huge. I mean, even in a tutorial, you could be sat with like 30 people and um, the, like, the lectures are really big and it's very like daunting to put your hand up and things. Um, but in all of my classes, it was about like 15 people. Um, one of mine was four people. And you can really like build a close relationship with your professor. Um, like some I'm still in touch with to like network with and um, about like job things and things. Um, but definitely I found it a lot easier to learn over there. Um, you could just really engage in class discussions a lot more. Um, yeah, so it was very different, but it was quite um, nice to adjust to really. Yeah. Um, what about accommodation? Um, Scott, I'll start with yourself. How did you how did you find the accommodation at your college? So that, that was actually a bit of a shock for me. Um, so I well, we've been briefed before. That we would be sharing rooms most likely uh, in sort of dorms um, and so I had never show, I shared a room at, at university just yet and uh, I, I wasn't opposed to it because I was obviously I, I was used to living with people in halls and I shared a house in my second year uh, but sharing a room was a bit different because in either the first uh, first and second year I could always go back to my own room and have some alone time if I needed to mm -hmm. um, 
but this actually ended up being like, there was no problem with it whatsoever uh, i just had a conversation with my roommate who was very understanding and we both gave each other the room for the first like if, um, every now and then just to have some personal space so that that was the only thing i say about accommodation like the, the rooms themselves like they were it was a lovely room like, pretty standard you just get like a bed uh, a desk and like a wardrobe but the the standard of it was all like it was very lovely and the, the my roommate and everyone there was very helpful we all had an ra as well so each uh dorm has like a residential advisor who basically supervises all the students that are in there and again my ra was he was very dead on like you just have a conversation with him he was very relaxed and it was more just it, it helps him for his cv and he'd also just be there to answer any questions and look after you if you had any problems so the residential experience for me was was quite good. Yeah, and what about yourself, Heather? Um, so initially, I um, arrived and I didn't have a roommate at first, um, just due to the allocations. It just hadn't um, there wasn't anyone in my room. And then I remember waking up like my first like it was about a weekend, and I woke up and there was just someone else in the bed across from me, and I was a bit mm-hmm. like. Um, but um, yeah, so my roommate moved in a bit late and I didn't know about it, but it all worked out really well. Um, she was a Pacific Islander, so we had completely different like life experiences and stuff, which was so cool to like just talk to someone like that. And yeah, we're really good friends and we keep in touch still. So I had a really good roommate experience actually. So yeah. <laughs> and um, I suppose when you got there, did you, how did you integrate yourself in the university? I know when, when you kind of come to Queens, you might get involved in clubs or societies. Um, did you did you get it, participate in anything like that, um, Heather? Um, yeah, so I was um, on the like Law Society committee actually. Um, so that was really like good fun to do over there. It was completely different like legal perspective and things like that. So that was like an academic society. But I also got involved with like the uh, like musical theatre, like stage management thing, which is something that I'd never really done before. But it just seemed like a really like exciting thing to do and yeah I'm really glad I did I made loads of friends doing that and actually like put on a production so it's it's cool to look back on for sure. <laughs> and what about yourself Scott um did you get involved with any clubs or societies or any any groups when you were um at your college? Yeah so whenever I was there I, there was an opportunity going around campus basically that for in universities in America a big thing is this student government association and um, it kind of runs across all the universities uh, across America and they were having the elections for that. And uh, there was a, a rule for international representative uh, for the, the, the student government. And so I sent an application in and went for a little interview. And so I ended up being the international representative uh, on student government for the university. So basically, uh, any of the international students, if they had any issues or if they had any suggestions for how to improve campus or student life, uh, they would come to me and like, I would pose it in our weekly meetings and stuff like that. But that also helped me integrate with lots of other clubs and societies because we it would help them with funding and everything like that. So I kind of I got to meet quite a few people mm-hmm. through that. But other than student government, the, on campus, there were a lot of activities just to get people involved and uh, get people making friends. Like in October, there was a pumpkin carving contest and uh, you have all these different things throughout the year. So it's just just get involved as much as you can, really, is what I would suggest while you're there. Yeah, and, and it does help with that kind of homesickness and making friends and integrating into life 
into life on campus. Um, I'm just because we've got a, just a question that's came through the chat there. I'm just going to bring you back to your your interviews um, uh, for the program. And I suppose we'll start with you, Scott. How did you get on at the interview? So the interview itself, uh, I was very nervous for the interview, if I'm honest. Um, but I, I, my housemate had actually gone earlier that day. What I say, like my major tip for the interviews is just to research as much as you can about this uh, scholarship. If you go onto the British Council website, there are these informational videos about the scholarship and they give you so much information about like the finances, what student life will be like, um, like all the sort of um, the health insurance, the visa like, process and everything like that. Just memorize as much as you can because it seemed like that, that those sort of questions did pop up. And the better prepared you are for those questions, like the better the chances are you, are you have of getting the uh, the scholarship. So, uh, and would you add anything to that, Heather? Uh, no, I agree. I did the the same thing, kind of like the background research about the study essay um, scholarship, and just if like you know like all of your facts, and just kind of making sure that you're like you look over your application again and just like refresh yourself on like. Um, like the questions in the application form and things like that and it all kind of reflected into the interview i found yeah um so i suppose you know the, the year abroad um in the states is a fantastic opportunity um but are you aware of the skills that you've learned from undertaking that opportunity and i suppose i'll start with yourself heather was there any skills that you thought um you know what that's helped me with my um networking or communication um yeah yeah definitely um i feel like a lot more um, confident actually coming back from the States. Um, I definitely like it kind of forced me to do like presentations. I mean the global ambassador presentations over there and also just in class like all of the time you had to just like present to people or just throw yourself out there and introduce yourself to a stranger in a classroom and stuff and um, it was just things like that that it really like brought home to me that it doesn't like um like matter what people think or whatever sort of thing so it really like made me confident um so coming back here it's really helped um in like tutorials and things i'm a lot more like willing to engage and things like that um and definitely like networking and it kind of reflected into that as well like yeah a lot of skills <laughs> yeah and what about yourself scott i have to agree with heather when it comes to the whole uh presenting and public speaking aspect of things the the presentations that are part of the scholarship uh, really helped me out with that and I also took a speech and communications class in first semester and so every week we would have to do presentations and that really like helped me out with the, any speech anxiety and stuff that I had. Uh, other than that I'd say I've got a, a whole new sense of independence from the whole thing just from being over there like on my own like properly on my own for the first time like away from parents and away from any help like that and being able to sort of find my own feet and survive over there like that that like it sounds funny but it, it really boosted my self-confidence and it's made me a lot more confident going into my final year and now uh for my career ahead as well brilliant well do you know what folks it um, i'm going to start wrapping up with the q a but um it's quite apparent that you've had an absolutely fantastic experience when you were away um i suppose is there any point um, that you kind of thought that you just realized, wow, I'm in the States, I'm at a college, this is absolutely brilliant. Um, was there anything that kind of hit home um, that you just realized you're on the program, Scott? Well, yeah, I, I mean, like, it, it's funny. Whenever I first arrived, I was kind of just like going with the flow. I was like, okay, well, yeah, I have to go to America now. So I went over there and I landed. And then I'd say about a month into it, 
whenever I was like constantly surrounded by all the American accents and uh, I re- like I realized like I was looking at the stuff from my friends back home like they're all doing stuff and everything like I'm over in America but I was having an unbelievable experience and just from all the different uh, aspects like obviously people love the accent over there and so you get loads of people coming up to you just like asking you to say things which may sound like it's annoying but it's actually really nice because you never ha- you're never alone basically you'll always have someone to talk to um so all the little like the strange things like people coming up and like like admiring the accent and people just being so friendly and inviting you back to their family's house and everything because they want to meet the irish guy like all these sort of things like it, it just it was brilliant and so that that sort of made me realize I'm in, I'm in america but it really wasn't that scary once you get there yeah and what about yourself heather um probably like um the standout moment for me um was definitely um i had the opportunity to interview the washington state senators at like the legislative capitol building sort of thing and that was definitely just a big wow moment for me i was like that i would never have had that opportunity like any other time in my life so it was just really cool like just to look and see how much opportunity was there and well, I will always remember it. It was such a, an amazing experience. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and do, do you know what? To, to finish off, folks, um, I suppose uh, we've got um, a lot of participants or a lot of students here at the session. So just it's quite apparent that, you know, you had a great time. But would you recommend the programme? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Uh, and if uh, anyone would like to sort of see the experience in a more visual form, uh, part of the scholarship was that we had to like, submit a personal development portfolio and part of it was to submit a video. And so if you look up on YouTube, uh, like PDP, Study USA, and then for myself, Scott McElroy, it'll come with a video and it's about five minutes long, but it just shows you like a slideshow of all the pictures and experiences that I would have personally experienced uh, over there. I'm not sure, Heather. Maybe you have one up there as well that people could watch. But it's it's a good it's a good visual representation of what the year can be like. Brilliant, brilliant. Look, folks, thanks very much. I'll get you to hang on. Um, if you you know, I'll get you to turn off your camera and your mics now. But hang on in the background just in case there's any other questions that come up. But again, thanks for coming along um, and sharing your experience. It sounds absolutely wonderful. Um, so Daniel, uh, I'll hand back to yourself. Um, and let you continue on with your presentation. Brilliant. Thank you, Connell. And thanks to Scott and Heather. Really, really good to get that um, feedback and insight into their year. Enjoyed hearing that from them myself. So uh, we'll pick up where we left off. And this is what can I study? So we've mentioned and the, the guys were talking there about Study USA being a business related scholarship. What we consider to be business is very broad. So you could be taking classes um, as as laid out there, management, marketing, Scott mentioned a communications class, languages, uh, classes we would consider to be business related, also IT. Uh, and then the more the more traditional business topics of economics and accounting and uh, uh, business law, finance, things like that. Um, these days you can you can do a blend as well if you're interested in taking stem classes not all of the classes have to be business and i noticed there was a question on this in the chat so hopefully this answers if absolutely everybody on the scholarship um does business related classes as laid out there but if you have an interest in stem classes as well and those are in say the pure sciences or engineering 
you can take one or two of those classes as part of the blend in your scholarship. And then everybody on the programme gets the chance to take an elective during fall semester and then a second elective in spring semester. So that's one each semester. And really that is anything on the course catalogue for your college. So we've had students do classes in, say, US politics or like um, uh, theatre productions. They could be music related, could be sports related. Um, snowboarding, I think we had one time quite famously. Um, somebody did an, a class, an academic class in snowboarding or something like that. It could be a college trip, um, some sort of you know service trip, something like that. And really, it's, a, it's anything on offer. And it's a brilliant chance to um, just just have something totally different in your schedule, in your class schedule each semester. So hopefully that, that answers the question on um, really what, what you're studying and what the rules are on that. But if there are further questions, we can go back to that. Uh, before we wrap up, we've got a couple of um, quick topics to cover. So let's let's do the finances. The funding for Study USA comes on both sides of the Atlantic, as it were. You've got the US colleges waiving the tuition fees, which is a massive deal. Uh, students can be paying over $30,000 per year for tuition. So that is waived very generously by the colleges. And then on this side, it's funded by the Department for the Economy. And that funding covers your room and board, so your accommodation on campus and your meal plan. Also, a, a book allowance to help cover the cost of your textbooks. That's worth $1,100. And then your return flights. So flying out and your re return uh, from the States, those flights are paid for. Uh, if you want to fly home at Christmas or, or something like that, obviously, you would pay for that yourself. But overall, as a package, the whole scholarship is worth approximately £35,000. And it's hard to think of another scholarship where you would get such a, a generous package as that. Personal funding then, uh, what you would pay is a participation fee of £1,500. Though uh, I will say that if you're in receipt of a maintenance grant, a means-tested maintenance grant, uh, you might be eligible to have that fee waived. But otherwise, it's it's £1,500 for the participation fee. And then the costs that you cover are the costs of your health insurance for the year and the costs associated with getting your US visa. And those are outlined there just approximately. And it's important to factor in as well and to think about your spending money for out of term time. So once the college closes for, for say, Thanksgiving break, Christmas break, uh, spring break, you would be um, you would be you know responsible for finding your own accommoda accommodation and uh, funding funding your uh, time outside of term time and then any travel that you want to do. So obviously you can you can go to the states and you can spend a lot of money um, personally, or you can do it on more of a shoestring budget and get by as well. Um, as Heather and, and Scott mentioned. There are ways to do things more cheaply, so you can, yeah, when you make friends with people quite often, you um, are invited back um, for for campus breaks. You're invited back to stay with with friends and classmates, and that's a way um, to uh, think about your budget and and do things more cheaply as well. But important to think about personal funding. 
applying then for the program, what we're looking for is somebody who has researched, and that was mentioned as well, somebody who knows what it is that they're applying for, what it is about the USA program, um, and why they're applying for Study USA as opposed to just any mobility program. What is it about Study USA that you're interested in and you think is right for you? Show that you're willing to step out of your comfort zone, that you have a, an interest in studying business, how that's going to um, help you perhaps in the future, in your future career. Somebody who's going to be a good ambassador for your university, for uh, the British Council and for your country as well. Um, somebody who wants to give back and to volunteer, who's in good academic standing and who, as I say, knows how this is going to maybe have an impact on their career in the future. So those are some of the things that we're looking for in, in applicants. Um, normally, in normal years, the application would have opened by this stage, but uh, this year it's delayed. And, and um, as, as you say, it's uh, dependent. The, the program going ahead will be dependent on FCDO uh, travel advice saying that it's safe to travel to the States. So we're very hopeful that that will be the case. But obviously, you just need to mention that as a proviso. Um, so at this stage, you can go onto our website and you can register your interest in the program. And that will that will um, get us in contact with you and we will be able to then to let you know once the application does open. But you can expect applications to open in January time of 2021. And um, that's when you'll be um, able to submit your full application. That will be based on six mini essay questions, uh, which are capped at 200 words each. And um, it's it's questions about um, you know, a time when you were outside of your comfort zone or things like that. So those six main questions and then some personal information. Um, top tips are to try and be direct in your answer. So um, use specific examples rather than just claiming things. So rather than saying, I'm a great team worker, um, you would want to back that up with evidence in your answers and make sure please to proofread and even get somebody else to check that for you before you submit. If you're successful, if you're shortlisted, then you'll be invited to come to an interview. And treat that really as a formal interview, like you would a, a job interview. You'll be interviewed by myself or one of my colleagues from the British Council and somebody from uh, one of the colleges or universities in Northern Ireland as well. You'll be asked questions uh, from your application form and on your knowledge of Study USA as well. Normally, it's 54 candidates are offered a place on the program. There's a bit more uncertainty about that this year as well. Um, uh, the number of places that will be available just due to COVID-19. But um, we will be offering then the top the top candidates a place and we'll have a reserve list as well in case of any withdrawals. This is your timeline then if you if you get through your interview, if you're successful you would be invited to matching. So matching uh, is when we bring you back, uh, this will be in March time, and um, this will be your chance to speak to somebody from the States who knows the, uh, the colleges and the campuses that we work with, and to find out a, a little bit more about you and uh, what, what you're interested in to place you to a college. And you get to feed into that decision as well. We go through then all the uh, walk you through all the visa and admissions paperwork in the next months 
of an orientation day at the end of June and your fall semester would be beginning that little bit earlier than uh, studies at Queen's. It would begin in mid-August, so you'd be flying out in the month of August and returning at the end of the year in late April or early May. Or you may wish to go travelling and, and come home a little bit later. And we always have a, a graduation event in October. So that's us in terms of what's next. Um, do speak to the, uh, the Global Opportunities Team at Queen's. Email us at studyusa, study.usa at britishcouncil.org. Um, if you're thinking about your application, we recommend speaking to the um, to your career service on campus and um, getting getting advice and help on that as well, if if you wish to do that. Do that. So, um, Daniel, just um, a couple of questions. One I wanted you to ask first. Um, I suppose you touched on it earlier, but about choosing which university um, you go to or assign to, can you give a bit more detail on, on that process? Yes, so there isn't a list, a definitive list of colleges available prior to your application, and that's because they change year on year. But if you're successfully uh, shortlisted and get through your interview, then we will um, get, send you through a list of the colleges and universities that are going to be taking part for the year ahead. And that gives you the opportunity to then research them um, and uh, think about what you're interested in. You get to then select three preferences and uh, put those to us. And that's all before you come to your matching interview. So you get to look at what colleges are offered, select three preferences, come to interview um, with the US, the US partners. And the final decision will, will rest with ourselves and the US partners. But you really do feed into that. And, uh, and then we send you through your, your college offer for the year, which is a take it or leave it uh, offer. Here's, here's where we'd like to place you for Study USA. Brilliant. No, that covers that. Um, we've got a couple of questions um, about uh, the visa um, that students would be on. Um, and can they potentially do any part time work um, as part of that visa? Um, could you elaborate on that? Great question. So the visa that you will be on won't allow you to work off campus, but it will be possible for you to get a campus job. And uh, a lot of students go down that route to support themselves during the year. What we would say is that because uh, students are, as we mentioned earlier, some paying $30,000 for tuition, campus jobs are popular. So if you would like to go down that route and take a campus job, we recommend um, even being in touch with your international advisor first thing or before you fly out to say that you'd be interested and to see what opportunities come up. Brilliant. <clears throat> that's actually, that's all the questions we have um, at the minute. Um, anybody else wants to ask any questions, if you can please get them through now on the chat. Um, I suppose we did have a few questions, a few general questions, maybe not necessarily about the Study USA programme. So I just want to say that if anybody has any general questions about all the global opportunities, they can email the global opportunities team just at goglobal at qub.ac.uk. Um, like I said, I put up the, the offer there for students. Anybody who's interested, click on that link and it'll bring you through to um, the Study USA interest form. And then you can you can complete that. But um, I don't see any other questions coming through on the chat and we've covered everything, uh, all the rest of them. So um, I think that that's probably our, uh, probably us. Daniel, is there anything else that you want to just mention before we go? 
Um, do register your interest. We'd really appreciate if you could uh, click that link that's there, and it's also on our website. So if you, if you want to find the website, just search for British Council Study USA, and you'll find that. But the link is there, and the register your interest link is there. So that would be a great way for us to capture your interest, and then we can get in touch with you um, with the application form in January. But I recommend, as well as Scott said, watching those uh, videos, PDP videos on YouTube. Go on the website, watch the webinars that we have, and those will really help you if you're considering applying. And do feel free to, to email our email address as well with any questions, and we'd be happy to get back to you on those. But thank you, Conleth, and thanks, Scott and Heather, for being part of today, and thanks, for everybody, for tuning in. Yeah, we've, ju we've just got one question that came through there quickly, and I'm going to field it to, um, to Scott and Heather. Um, and it's from Abby, just how much on average uh, would you spend in a week? Um, I suppose it's a good question. If you can answer that, maybe. Do you want to go ahead first, Heather? Or? Um, yeah, okay. Um, so because everything was kind of like catered, you didn't have to really spend money on food. It was just kind of if you wanted to eat out. So you can really like minimize your costs, to be honest. Um, it's just kind of the money that you spend is really just on traveling and like any experiences that you want to go for. So yeah, money, um, I wouldn't like worry too much. Um, it's just like you kind of can uh, control it a lot. Yeah, what I was going to say is that because of the meal plan that uh, came with the scholarship, I find that, it, well, if you really wanted to, you wouldn't have to spend that much money at all. I uh, spend extra money on traveling to uh, Florida for Thanksgiving and stuff like that. Um, and just on like some furniture for my room and everything like that. But if you really wanted to, you wouldn't have to spend too much at all, to be honest. Uh, it's more if you just want extra things from say Walmart and stuff like that, um, like for university or extra snacks and stuff like that. But for your main, like, I mean, you won't have a car over there, so you won't be having to spend any money on fuel. And a lot of the time, like you will make friends who will be driving you everywhere. So that's really not much of an issue. And public transport, it wasn't really a big thing in the city I was in either. So. Uh, I just spent any money, any money that I spent was just on extra things for myself. Uh, when it comes to food and accommodation, it's all pretty much covered. Brilliant. No, that's uh, that's fantastic. Um, folks, thanks very much for, for feeding into that question. Um, I don't see anything else coming through um, the chat, so I think we'll wrap up. Um, Scott and Heather, thanks so much for coming along. It's fantastic to hear about your experience. Daniel, um, thanks for being here to talk about the Study USA programme. Yeah, we've, we've been kind of partner with you for ages now and any students that we talk to that have been out in the program just think it's such a wonderful opportunity and um, so yeah thanks for coming along so that's us folks we're going to wrap up um, and so thanks thanks for coming along um, and uh, yeah hopefully you got a lot out of that thank you and goodbye you've been listening to a podcast from the careers employability and skills team at queen's music by ben sound to access Career Support at Queen's, please visit our website go.qub.ac.uk forward slash careers or follow at QUB Careers on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter.